Hey guys, welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We are going to be discussing season two of Special, uh, which is on Netflix. We have covered season one. I didn't think we'd get to cover season two, but I'm really happy we found a little bit of an opening and can talk about it because I love it. And I won't speak for Jordan, but I think she loves it too. We love it. <laughs> Collectively, Spoiler we alert. love it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to spoil. <laughs> um, and then we also both watched, along with the rest of the world, Bo Burnham Inside, um, which was also on Netflix. So uh, very excited to talk about both of those. Um, first, TV news. Jordan, what do you have for us this week? My uh, very short list of news. I saw today that they are um, doing, they're they're dropping a show on Disney Plus called Behind the Attraction. And there's going to be 10 episodes and each episode focuses on one Disneyland mm. ride. And oh my gosh, the poster is adorable. It just sounds really fun. Among the rides they're talking about are... Haunted Mansion, Tower of Terror. Um, apparently, there's an episode on the castles, which sounds really cool. Um, Space Mountain. It just, I think it sounds really fun. I loved the Imagineers show that was on Disney. That's on Disney Plus as well. So, just this is this is amazing. I know. I think it'll be so fun. I love love beside behind the scenes of like rides and the park stuff. So. Uh, like I don't want to say this was our idea, but I'm pretty sure we were just saying we would like something like this when we were talking about the Muppet special. I think you are correct. And I feel like our little hints really found their way to Bob Iger's ears. <laughs> Perhaps. Well, we've been following these, this story for a long time, apparently. <laughs> Seriously. We're regular all the president's men over here. Um... <laughs> So all 10 episodes drop July 16th on Disney+. Plus. Wow. Even soon. Yeah, truly. So, yeah. Very pleased to hear that little piece of happy TV news. That's amazing. And you should send me whatever it is you found this news on because I want to see the poster you speak of. Happy to send it over. It's V cute. One of my newsworthy items to discuss is that Chris Harrison is not returning to host Bachelor in Paradise this season, mm. and they're going to be filling the role with uh, different celebrity comedians, which I think is interesting and could be fun. Um, however, the only comedian that is confirmed right now is David Spade. And I think this news kind of got huh. really blown up, and I think there's confusion now. People are like, is David Spade, like, hosting the whole thing? But from what I've read, it's a bunch of different uh, comedians. He's just the only one that had been confirmed. Um, very interesting. Not really sure how I feel about it. I feel pretty good about Chris Harrison not hosting, but, like, yeah, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I do feel like comedians... In general, that's a good angle to go. And, like, David Spade has, like, talked about The Bachelor. Like, he he is a Bachelor nation. 
Okay, interesting, because I did not know that. So that does sound very random to me, but it's not, which I appreciate, you know. Mm -hmm. It's also weird because it's, I think it could be really good to switch it up and do one, a different person per episode, but that's also kind of weird in itself. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I mean, it's not like I would want to only watch David Spade either, especially if they can get some really funny other comedians. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. What a, I know it's interesting, but definitely, I definitely think that basically almost anything is an improvement over Chris Harrison at this point. To be honest, so mm-hmm. especially, I think almost just for the sake of like not giving in to all the people that are like furious that he got uh put on probation in the first place, you know. Hmm. So, wow, that's a very very interesting update. <laughs> I know. Did you only have one piece of news? I I can't I remember. Literally only had one, and that oh, was perfect. It. Okay, <laughs> I'll just keep rolling with uh, the few other news items I have. Um, FX announced a bunch of premiere dates um, that felt prevalent to us. Uh, Reservation Dogs, the Taika mm. show, is premiering on August 9th. Wow, very well. No, that's soon. It's already June. Yeah, it's wow. going to fly by. Um, what We Do in the Shadows Season 3 is on premiering on September 2nd, which okay. I still need to watch Season 2, so I feel a little stressed about that. And Impeachment, American Crime Story, which we've talked about for a long time, yes. is premiering on September 7th as well. Oh, or wow. September 7th. That's so... as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's so much sooner than I would have guest that's awesome i know i was very excited to see that dang and then i've been wanting to rewatch oj simpson you know me too i was thinking about it while watching the friends reunion (laughs) yeah that show was good (laughs) sometimes i forget he's in it and yeah he was good yeah he was great wow fun ish okay and the last piece of news i have is I don't think we've talked about this series that's in the works yet, um, but I saw some news about Judy Greer joining a new HBO series, and I was like, what Ooh. is this? Um, it's called The White House Plumbers on HBO, and David Mandel from our very beloved Veep is the one creating this show. Okay. So. Already I'm in? just like very confused because we haven't heard anything about it really. Unless mm-hmm. maybe you have, but I haven't. Kiernan Shipka, um, Ike Barinholtz. Stop. What? Um, this is honestly rude for the the presidents of the Ike Barinholtz fan club. Yes. Literally have um, no <laughs> idea. <laughs> okay, I also just saw another person, um, David Crumholtz, who <gasps> I literally just had texted you about because mm-hmm. he was in an episode of Billions. We may know him as, what's his elf name on the Santa Claus? That would be Bernard. Bernard, yes. Bernard. He is like the so, cameo king, actually. Maybe not cameo.com, but like of popping up in a TV show in a movie. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. Wow, that's amazing. Also Rich Summer. Wow, I don't... From um, Mad Men. I mean, 
He's in a lot of stuff I like, but I just can't help but hate him because he always plays the worst <laughs> character, but... He's very hateable. I respect that, I guess. He's just such... He's so good at acting horrible. Yes, he is. Um. Wow, that is so funny. Literally, I think yesterday, maybe Saturday, I was saying, where's Ike Barinholtz? I miss him. Well, we're going to see him soon, apparently. I don't yeah. know. Soon is relative, but... Just another show to be excited for. Yeah, seriously. Thank you for answering my question I pitched out into the universe. <laughs> You're welcome. <sighs> wow. That's so... I'm so excited about that. And so excited for Judy Greer. Not to overshadow her. Love her so What a much. cast. Wow, amazing. Okay, as stated previously, one of the shows we're talking about today is Special Season 2. Um on netflix and the main character is gay and also has cerebral palsy and so we thought it'd be a perfect pride month top three to discuss our top three favorite queer characters uh jordan who's one of yours okay i my number three i'm sure that you ran into this too when you're like picking shows and stuff it's like most of the the ones that i love the most and are like well-rounded complex characters are all like from newer shows you know Mm-hmm. totally and one one that i just always come back to i think i've used her on a different top three but i love natasha leone's character nikki on orange is the new black i think orange is the new black is a really um, interesting show that I wouldn't say that like everything about it I love, but um, the character Nikki Nichols, besides having an amazing name, is um, <laughs> she's just like she's so just feels like a, a fully realized real character. Um, she is also an addict in various stages of sometimes in recovery, sometimes in relapse. And she is also, like, uh, has a lot of, she does a lot of things that you're like, Nikki, why are you doing that? Like, in her relationships. And, um, but she's just so lovable. And you have to just give credit to Natasha Leone for just being so good at making characters that are hard to love. Like, you just love them and care about them so much. And um, she's just, like, she's one of the characters that, like, keeps me loving that show and she's just so great wow love it um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give anything away but my number one is a does have a role on orange is the new black so i'm excited to go back to that oh my gosh wait have you watched orange is the new black now i have not but i'm excited because you have so you will know this person because you haven't watched the show that they actually i am going to say Okay, cool, cool, cool. Complicated. Sorry about that. I'm, I followed that whole thing. I hope our listeners did too, because <laughs> I thought it was crystal clear, but whatever. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> My number three is Pray Tell from Pose, uh, played by Billy Porter. Uh, Pray Tell's uh, just kind of like a father figure to a lot of the... Uh, 
almost all of the characters in Pose and is just very lovable, but also really good at uh, telling it like it is and like helping people, but also giving people the tools to help themselves, which I think is just really beautiful. And a big portion of his character's storyline is that he is HIV positive and uh, keeps it a secret from a lot of people. And uh, it's very fascinating because Billy Porter recently told the media that he is also HIV positive. And so it's just really interesting the uh, in how connected he is to his actual character on Pose. Um, and... Uh, I just thought it was really beautiful, and I think that Billy Porter does a really great job uh, in Pose. And the finale of the series actually happened this last week, so I'm excited to go back and finish that. Oh, wow. Yeah, Pose is a show that it's, like, you know, been on my to-do list for a billion years. But now that it's, like, the finale aired, I've got to I've gotta catch up and watch it. Now's the time. Seriously. My number two, I picked um, Jules from Euphoria, Hunter Schaefer. Ugh, um, I, I just think that like, and this may be incorrect or inaccurate, but I feel like Jules is one of the most mainstream trans characters we have like up till now, maybe. Um, yeah. And she's also, like, a lead character, so it's pretty groundbreaking. And, um, but she's also a character that isn't just, like, there to teach a message or be kind of, like, a token diversity character. And we actually get to see her actual personal journey of, like, being confidently trans, but also, like, exploring her own identity. And, um... It's like a main plot line as on the show. As any teenager does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's it's taking something that's really groundbreaking and profound, but then also showing like she's just another teenager. I don't know. I just feel like, and she also brings with that like a ton of um, like her unique personality. Like she never feels cliche at all. It's, it's like a huge part of her character's identity and uh, yet also not like, at all her character's only identity as just like being mm-hmm. trans and so i just feel like it's it's one of those things that's extremely powerful in how um like it's not not mundane is the wrong word but it's just like presenting this lead trans character as completely normal and part of society and like the part of the world of this show you know and it's like extremely cool Yeah, that's something I've been thinking about a lot recently and was kind of heightened while thinking of these characters is that a lot of uh, queer storylines are like really heavily focused on like their coming out story or uh, being persecuted for being queer. And uh, we still have yet to get to a point where like that that's just who they are and they just have a storyline uh like a cis straight person has had in television and movies for a really long time and so i think that is 
a great example and can't wait to have more of that. Couldn't agree more. Um, okay, my second, my second, uh, person is Elliot Goss. I couldn't help myself. Mm -hmm. I know he's, he's one of my bonuses. I was like, I mean, how many top threes is too many to have him on there, but I'm just so (laughs) glad that you put him in your actual top three because to not mention him would be really sad. (laughs) I know. And well, I think he uh back to what I was kind of just saying, um is there is part of his story does it ever talk about his like coming out? Because I think he might be an example of someone who like that's not what their like their storyline kind of is about. Yeah, no, I think he's totally I think he in it's like totally nonchalantly in passing I think he talks about coming out and it might even be part of the lies he tells people that his coming out yeah that was the only part like, I was, was questioning yes but I I don't think there's ever like there's not even a flashback to him coming out or something like that mm-hmm. yeah so I just I I love Elliot and um Every word he says makes me laugh, and he's also just, like, a really... I love his friendships with each individual person on Search Party, and, yeah, I think his story is really funny and also kind of shows a different side with, like, his whole Fox News-esque persona, I think, is also an extra layer of (laughs) terrifying... But also hilariousness. I don't know. Yes. No, I think that's good. It's a good point because I think that's something else about that is unique about Elliot is that I think a lot of times in shows and movies, um, any queer characters are supposed to be kind of this like angelic, only comedic relief. And like they're like Elliot is wrong and bad a lot like but he's not a villain you know like he's Mm -hmm. not like a cliche like devious gay character or anything like that and he's also like frequently wrong (laughs) and doing wrong Mm -hmm. things and it's like it's because he's allowed to just be a complex character completely agree um love it love it love it um this is that discussion is actually making me pull um a late in the game change to my number one because wow. I'm choosing one of my bonuses instead. Kind of like I I didn't want to pick him out of almost like out of fear of overexposure slash it's like cliche to talk about it. But I think that out of all those um like characteristics and like qualities you're saying about like just being queer and it's 100% totally normal and not Mm -hmm. any part of the drama and I just have to give it up to David Rose from Schitt's Creek um oh great answer I think that he I think that it has become cliche to talk about Schitt's Creek because every person like every human being loves Schitt's Creek or feels backlash because like it's overrated even at this point you know which is so funny because mm-hmm. no one had ever heard of it like three years ago 
Um, but I think that why part of why people love it is because it just like feels so safe and like even when bad things happen, like things are going to end up okay. And I think that to have um, a queer character living in a world like that, where like you literally, there's like no prejudice in this world of Schitt's Creek. Like he's just Mm -hmm. allowed to love whoever. And his own personal coming out story is, I don't think ever mentioned at all, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Like you can have a, he's adjacent to a coming out story obviously with Patrick but like David himself um even though his own like he himself like he's had relationships with men and women but it's just like it is just a nonchalant part of his character and that is revolutionary so that yeah I gotta give him my number one cosine um I do want to hear though who was your who's your now bonus who was your number one. Well, I still love him so much. I it was Eric from Sex Education. Oh, that um, is a great answer. I can't even believe I didn't think about him. Well, it's all thanks to here's a little hashtag spawn. Even though it's <laughs> not spawn, I wish. But that app you told me about TV time, where I could literally just scroll through every TV show I've ever watched. <laughs> Um, it really is the best. I love it. But, um, and it's not to say that his character is bad at all or unrealistic, Eric. Um, because he's, I, he, I had him previously at number one because I think he's an extremely complex character and hilarious while also being so heartbreaking at times, but also hopeful. But I, I did wanted to give the, the number one spot because to a character where it is just like, he has completely the same types of plot lines you would normally give to a straight character on a show like David. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of Eric's story in sex education is like hiding his queerness from his family members for a while. And he does like experience a lot of persecution and stuff, which like is totally is realistic. Yes. Yeah. But that is definitely more common plot lines for queer characters than ones that just get to like live their lives exactly that was my thought process there which is something that is discussed really well on the documentary um disclosure Mm -hmm. um which i hadn't really thought about is that with queer characters we see so much of the persecution and we rarely get to see like the joy and happiness, um, which I think really affects how people are treated in real life. And so although the persecution is an important part of queer stories, it's equally slash maybe even more important to show the happiness and joy so that people in real life can see that and treat people with that same joy. Totally. Well, and as you're saying that, that's such a good point to bring up. It reminds me of something else that I love about David is that me as a straight cisgender person, I can't relate to being persecuted about my sexual identity. And so, but Mm -hmm. with when the characters are also allowed to have storylines that are not about being persecuted or anything like that, it, it opens the door because there's so many traits 
about David that I do relate to, you know? So when there's um, more going on with the storylines, it's like allows all these other people to see themselves in these queer characters, you know? Totally. Wow. Beautiful. Beautifully said. Um, My last and final character is Taylor Mason from Billions, um, who is played by, let me pull up their name. I had it up and then it disappeared. Um, Played by Asia Kate Dillon, who, Jordan, you will know them as Brandy Epps on Orange is the New Black. Oh. If that rings a bell. You know what? I totally thought you were going to go in a different direction. So what a fun surprise. (laughs) I mean, I've never seen Orange is the New Black, so I just saw that they were in a bunch of episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that. Um, but in Billions, uh, their character is the first gender non-binary character on TV, which I think ever? is just really cool. Ever. Wow. On US television. Wow, wow, wow. And I think that they do a really good job on Billions. Um, I think at the very beginning, there is discussion on their pronouns and... But other than that, there's not much else. And it's just like everyone uh, refers to them as them. And it is very smooth and seamless. And like, it's just like really refreshing to like see it on, uh, see it on television. And like, it's just like not a thing at all. And just like it was just like completely normal and doesn't really phase me or any of the characters on the show. And mm-hmm. um, I just think that they do a really good job. And Taylor Mason is a very complex and interesting and smart character. And I just think that Billions did a great job with that. Yeah, that's amazing. And it's like, it's good to show those discussions about pronouns and stuff so that people like normalize it, you know? Um, totally. I did. I had one more bonus. Um, and it is the character Carlos from high school musical, the musical, the series, because despite Disney Plus's bad track record with uh, queer representation, <laughs> I was just trying to buck up the courage to say the acronym H S M T M T S. Um, <laughs> Even they harder, actually, honestly. Yeah, I know. It really is. Um, But they actually have, like, a lot of very good, very open queer representation on um that show. And so, like, pretty cool. Especially, and so, especially on a show that is literally geared more towards kids. And they have, like, quite a few queer characters that are very open about it. And it's great. Wow. Love it. Yeah. Wow. Love that list. And happy pride. Okay. Special season two, which also sadly happens to be uh, the series, the final final season of the series. 
Um, Jordan, want to give a brief overview, I guess, of special as a whole, because I feel like not enough people have watched it. Yeah, I agree. It definitely still feels very underground. Um, basically, the show, like you said, it is about um, a writer, Ryan, um, he who is both he is gay and he also has cerebral palsy, and so following his um, experiences with both, um, both is it's like a lot of the plots are about his dating life, but it's also equally about him living with a disability. And, um, also like I learned so much about cerebral palsy from this show. Um, yeah, same. And I think that's something that is, um, so unique. Um, it's unique in a lot of ways without being, uh, kind of like I was saying earlier, it's not like, it's not out to teach you a message and that's the whole point of the show. It's like an extremely funny, entertaining show that made me cry a lot. Um, well mm-hmm. also like I honestly can't think of another show that has um a disabled lead character, let alone a queer disabled character. Um mm-hmm. and I just think that is um like it should be much this this show should be like praised, I think, and like more at the forefront of new shows coming out. Um, and I really think that season two, like, I I thought that season one was really great. I think season two really had a confident footing through its plot lines. And, um, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed watching this. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that season one was 15 minute episodes, which we've kind of discussed, I think. And season two was 30 minute episodes. And they did great with the extra time, and it still flew by as I was watching it. And yeah, like every single character on that show has a really interesting uh, history and story, and I like loved following all of them. There wasn't a single storyline that I wasn't into, which I think is pretty rare. Mm-hmm. And um, especially in season two, they brought in. Um, a lot of disabled characters and uh, I also thought that that was really beautiful and fun and love to see more than just the cerebral palsy being represented. Yeah, totally. Well, and I think it all comes back to like kind of what we were just saying about queer characters it applies to disabled actors as well and characters where it's like that's the whole point of representation is that you get to tell more than just one type of story for someone who identifies as this label Mm -hmm. um and so even within this show that is already breaking ground about like having a disabled showrunner writer and star um as he meets all these other people characters that also have disabilities that are indifferent from his own like we get to see all these other perspectives and personalities whereas like unfortunately most of us don't even know that many people personally that have disabilities probably Mm -hmm. and so it's just like being able to see a wide variety of types of people that are so much more than either just their 
sexual identity or just their disability is so important. And like, it's one of those things too, where I feel like since we're watching so many shows and so many movies and different things, it's like, we, we stream a lot of different kinds of shows and yet I felt like I, my eyes were being opened so much from this show. Totally. Like this was the first time I had ever really seen that, which is honestly insane when we literally watch almost anything and everything. <laughs> yeah, really though. <laughs> um. So yeah, I completely agree. And it just makes me really hopeful and I hope to see more from Ryan O'Connell. Um, he's just like the sweetest, precious, most precious little baby. And he's just the funniest person also. Mm-hmm. Like, have um, you been watching, like anytime he does an Instagram Q&A? Oh, I, I, I save them for the evening time so I can listen to them on full blast and like <laughs> laugh my head off to fall asleep. Yeah. Well, cause it's so, it's like, it shows that, um, that he's a really talented actor too. Cause yeah, Ryan is like his character, Ryan it's like loosely based on his own life, but there's certain things that he is like, he's both really aware, but also naive about a lot of things too. And the real mm-hmm. life Ryan is like savage. Like his like mm-hmm. Q and A's. I'm always like, Oh, like you. Yeah. I'm like, you just really dissed something I really like, but I'm laughing about it. So <laughs> how can I take it personally? <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. He is so, he's amazing. And I, yeah, I, I think he has a book coming out too. So I'm like, I've got to read his oh, book. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm Definitely. pretty sure. Pretty sure that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> if it's not, I'll cut that right out. But um, yeah, I, I, I would love to see him write more TV. It was such an enjoyable show. Um, I was thinking about it too, and I was like, more people have for sure have watched Shrill, and I feel like if you like Shrill a lot, you'll also really like Special. Yeah, I think that's a perfect Venn diagram of people where it's only like one circle. Yes. It's like it's very similar aesthetics, very similar sense of humor. It was mm-hmm. it's great. It's so great. Um I also I one thing I also love about special is how much attention it gives to its um side characters. Like it literally could only focus on Ryan, but it doesn't. It also uh, focuses on his mom, who I think Jessica Haisht is just like amazing. Um, she's just in every every single thing I watch. I feel like literally every single thing, and she feels like a different character every single time. She w- had a lot of extremely compelling, interesting storylines this season, and I loved, I loved it. And it's also funny because I have been watching a lot of Friends lately after catching the bug of watching the reunion. And she's also in Friends playing uh, mm-hmm. K- Susan, not Carol. She's Susan in the in like the early from the get go, and it's just wild watching her be such a different character. Like I am obsessed with her. She's amazing. And also, I mean, I'm similarly obsessed with Poonam Patel, who plays Ryan's best friend Kim. She freaking rules. Yes. She's so she's so funny and she's so pretty and like. I love her so much. Yeah, I completely agree. And I really hope that we see her in more stuff because I think she is a star. She is. She needs to be a breakout from this. Mm-hmm. Oh, she rules. Yeah. 
Well, I'm glad you loved special as much as me, and I'm sad it's over, but mm-hmm. we always have two seasons of it. Yeah. And I feel like it ended perfectly. Oh, yeah. Loved the ending. It was so good. I liked the ending. I liked that it wasn't, like, tied with a bow, and yeah, thought mm-hmm. it was great. Totally. Okay, on to Bo Burnham Inside. Okay, basically, if I were to sum up this special in one tweet, Mindy Kaling said it best. She said, whoa, this Bo Burnham special is a real panty dropper, huh? (laughs) And yes, Mindy, you are correct. (laughs) Um, do you want to give a brief synopsis of this special? Hmm. Can I even do that? <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I'm literally just going to read what IMDb says because it's perfect. A new comedy special shot and performed by Bo Burnham alone over the course of the past year. And there, perfect. there you have it, you know? And yeah, yet- he recorded it in quarantine in one room all by himself yeah and like also it's so much more than that too because like uh he's created solid bangers of songs that i keep looking for grammy award winning i hope i agree um i literally need them on some kind of streaming preferably spotify Um, I have checked Spotify like three times thinking that it would drop. He has other songs on there. So like, yeah, he has has to come, right? Yeah. He's got albums on there. Please, please bless that we get that soon because I really need to re-listen to those and learn every word. They're so catchy Mm -hmm. and so cutting and also like hilarious. Yeah, they're great. Um, it's also a really beautiful light show. <laughs> the lighting <laughs> is truly gorgeous. Like every time he was doing something, I was like, wow, I need to attempt to do that with my lights. You really um, do. Because <laughs> I have the Philips Hughes lights and I try to make my lighting look that beautiful, but I've never succeeded the way Bo did. <laughs> One of the first things involving like a disco ball, I mm-hmm. gasped. I just couldn't even believe it. And it just, every single thing that was happening, I was like, what? Wow. Like, I would love to watch it on the IMAX as pretend I'm at like a laser light oh my show gosh. or something. <laughs> Seriously. It's just like insane to me how much talent is in one person. Like, he can yeah. write music, he can sing, he can make melodies that are like the catchiest melodies in the entire world he is hilarious he knows how to do lighting he knows how to do film editing he knows how to film things he knows like I just like don't really get it and he's also 30 years old yeah I did realize today that I am older than him and I said oh (laughs) okay (laughs) Also wrote and directed eighth grade. And mm-hmm. yeah, also he's like, he's he's also got like this spooky quality to him. 
that really he um uses to amazing effectiveness in this Mm -hmm. even just him like standing there he's six foot five and so he's just like (laughs) this he really like just doesn't even seem like he's I know the point is that he doesn't seem like he's part of society because it's kind of how we all were last year you know but he really it's like what planet did you record this on you know like it's just (laughs) it's barely seems like it's something that happened on earth it's and yet it's kind of like a little Truman Show-esque extremely Truman Show-esque and like it's somehow it's all the things we've said it's like so sounds so unrelatable because it's like how could a person a young person make this and it's so genius and so amazing and yet it's so relatable like that's well it crazy it really it really portrays everything that we all went through in the last year of quarantine like so perfectly like Mm -hmm. the highs of highs which turn into like the lows of lows and like it it was so relatable in that way which was just like shocking even though like his highs of highs was creating the best bop of all time (laughs) where like my highs of highs was like going for a drive out to nature you know like but it's still the same feeling I don't know. Totally. It was just like it was so beautifully done, and also like, uh, talk like touched like topics about like mental health and like serious topics as well, like politically charged topics. And I was just like amazed that someone could like tie all the tie all the things we've all felt together into one perfect little film. Mm-hmm. Well, and the timing is so interesting, too, because it's not like this was dropped mid-quarantine. It's, like, dropped now as it's, like, we're kind of navigating what to do and, like, emotionally post-quarantine, post, like, as Mm -hmm. the vaccines are rolling out and we're, like, allowed to do more things. Because it's, like, it was very relatable because it's, like, for me, I feel like I'm still dealing with a lot of that mentality from last year. Mm -hmm. And so it's what it's like, this is speaking to me so much and it's like spooking me that this is something I can relate so closely to, you know, like Mm -hmm. I almost feel like I'm in recovery or something. It's, it's so, it's really, it'll really make you think (laughs) it really will. And, um, I mean, a ton of people have been posting about it. So like, I think it's just something literally everyone can uh relate to and mm-hmm. will love yes yeah bravo Bo. bravo Bo, indeed yeah um did you have anything else to say about that no i didn't even take any notes on it okay i mean i didn't either because i watched it in on my phone in the car ride home from Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's something actually, I, when I was, I was watching the second half on my phone and there's something that kind of worked on your phone. Cause it's like all about like being on your phone, being on your phone. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It did not bother surreal. me at all. No. So yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, if you're, if you just have like some spare time, it's not weird. It's still effective. It's like, yeah, it looks great on a TV, but like, there's something kind of meta, really meta, 
about watching it on your phone too that it still really works so totally there you go unlike me watching mad max for the first time on (laughs) my phone on an airplane bad idea (sighs) bo burnham inside totally fine totally works wow i would love if this were available on a plane I know. Like on amazing. a thing. I mean, I guess you can watch anything on if you can download it on your phone. But, you know, like if it were an option mm-hmm. on a plane, I just love to have things prepared to watch on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. Um, And no one wants to actually waste their phone battery. They want to use what's actually available exactly. on the little screens. Yes. Um, all right. Well. Who's your crush of the week? Well, I, this might be like, it's kind of, it's not a weird choice at all, but it's just like a, he didn't play a huge role in special, but it was, it was a big deal to me. I was completely crushing on Utkarsh and Budkar, AKA Mindy's little brother in Mindy Project, who was in season two of special. (laughs) And he's just, like, so hot to me. And I just loved him. I loved loved seeing him. I I don't know if I knew he was in in the second season or not. But when he showed up, it was, like, such a sexy surprise. And (laughs) I just... And his character is great. He was so fun and so cute. And, um, yeah, I just, I was, like, it was like I was having a crush on a real person. Yet again, mm-hmm. not a real that. person. <laughs> but he's also we keep like finding ourselves in these situations. Oh my gosh, seriously. It's he's a person who like when he pops up, it is such a joy. So I was just so happy to see him. Yeah. I was too. Um, great answer. I don't think that's random at all. Thank you. Um Mine, I have to give it to Bo Burnham. I just, like, something about him in that special, it was just, like, I mean, I think it was like that for everyone. But I, like, when he first showed on showed up and had that gnarly beard, I was like, no, I am not attracted <laughs> to him at all. Like, what is yes. this that I'm watching? I don't know about this. And then by the middle, I'm like, wow, do I want him so bad? <laughs> And totally grew on me. And with that kind of talent, it doesn't matter what your facial hair looks like. That's his only flaw, I guess. Yeah, there's nothing like a white guy's flush-toned, scraggly beard. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I had the same patchy. thing. I had the same thing at the beginning when you see it. I was like, Ugh. and then by the end, I was like, oh, it's our cutie bow, you know? So when he's like dancing in his underwear, <laughs> yeah, there can't be a care in the world. <laughs> It it made me more upset again that eighth grade was like completely ignored by the Oscars. Yeah, I agree. I was but, thinking about that same thing. Yeah, but clearly, like, there's just he's gonna have endless opportunities to be, and and it's like it's one of those things where things can be genius without winning Oscars, you know? Yes, but I we know. Yeah, we know. We know. But it's like this this special in particular is getting so much attention that like he's just gonna be like unignorable mm-hmm. in the years to come so that's good as it should be yeah 
All right. Well, uh, great stuff for everyone to enjoy. Come one, come all. Watch <laughs> special seasons one and two. We're begging you. You will not regret it. It's literally impossible to hate. And same with Bo Burnham special Inside. Both on Netflix. So no excuses. Get to it. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.